Let's on screen. Welcome to Let's All Scream. I'm Shahla Ali. I'm Salih Al Break. And I'm Hassan Al Marashi. And this is our second episode. Uh, I think we are very excited that we're recording this because, first and foremost, it's consistency. And uh, some of you actually asked, what is the flow that we're going to follow? And I think we're going to do this weekly, inshallah. So every Tuesday, yeah. Um, yeah, every Tuesday goal. morning, the goal is to have it um, to have it uploaded for you guys. And we were very happy with the feedback from the first episode. So thank you all so much for listening. I think last I checked, we have almost... Uh, 200 listeners oh, that's um, on one platform and it's not about numbers but like for us I don't think we were gonna get more than 10 yeah. in, the first episode, was, in the first episode I was like yeah. I wonder if we're ever gonna find weirdos like us I literally <laughs> thought it would just be us, us, us listening yeah. to our like yeah. he, when he came to me Hassan came to me and he said I don't know how many followers or <laughs> listeners we had on YouTube and I'm like okay but three of them were me because I, I opened it three yeah. times he kept on refreshing yeah <laughs> no I was trying to send the link to friends and yeah. then they I had so to so when you open it I yeah, would open it, it. One But thing uh, I think we wanted to mention was about uh, a lot of people also asked about where it's going to be available on. Uh, so just to, again, talk about this. So we're supposed to be literally available everywhere. Um, the only reason why we're delayed in terms of the Apple Store at the moment, and by the way, Apple Store also uh, relates to a few of the other ones that you guys have asked yeah, as like, well. Yeah, uh, like Pocket Cast and yes. um, a few others. Uh, so the reason is, is because it's our first episode, um, when you're creating a profile and you're uploading the first one, it goes under a 24 to 48-hour approval rate. Actually, it's, it can go up to two weeks okay. for Aww. approval, but they, but they say usually within five to, uh, business days it should be resolved. Okay. So, so we're just waiting on that. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, obviously, if you're listening to it, then you found it somewhere. Um, so, I mean, for me, uh, the easiest thing was SoundCloud. Um, I managed yeah. to play it yeah. in my car. And uh, going back a step, listening to it in the car on the How day that it that? came out, it was weird. Um, yeah. You know, I think I don't it, think you get you ever get used to listening to hearing the sound of your own voice. You know what though? Actually, I was telling people that the weirdest thing was listening to your own voice. And the fact yeah. that when I do send a voice note, the worst thing I do to, uh, is replay it. Yeah. But I, I actually um, got used to it on the podcast. That's like, the I'm thing. like, okay, yeah. that's my sound. I Fine. Edit, I, I'm good with it. Yeah, because I edit the um, the podcasts. Mm. And, um, and I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you hear you. your own so voice hear, and ours over I and over. I hear them, yeah. Like, literally, by the time I was finished, I sat down for, like, good two to three hours And by the time I was done, I'm like, this is, our voices are normal by now. Like, this is not nothing. Um, especially hearing my own voice. I yeah. used to hate hearing my voice. Yeah. But that's actually something that's interesting that I didn't realize yeah, until now. Yeah, I didn't now. realize I would, like, it wouldn't phase me anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I we wanted to mention as well as we, and Shahla did mention it in the start, is we just wanted to thank you guys so much for the, yeah. um, for the, for the kind words that you guys have been telling us and sharing with us, whether it was personal, whether it was on WhatsApp, whether it was even on the channel Or itself, Instagram. on yeah. Instagram. Um, honestly, the, it was very supportive because what we wanted to do was we wanted to relate to people we wanted to connect with people and we wanted someone um, or a, a listener to basically feel that 
kind of emotional and mental relief after listening to our podcast. So the fact that it did just that and it was getting kind of that organic yeah, um, yeah. for it to achieve that from the first podcast was um, like really incredible I didn't expect that a lot of the comments were like you know I felt like I was saying with friends yeah. or I felt I was like there with you in the conversation which is exactly the goal that we're we're trying to achieve yeah so. and they kept forwarding me the um, the messages that we were getting because so I don't know if anyone knows this uh, any of the listeners but I'm not on social media currently I'm basically just taking a, a small break Um, I decided uh, to just take a break and get off of Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I don't yeah, know for you, how long. You had mentioned that in the in, in the, the last, last episode. Uh, yeah, episodes. Um, wh- what made you decide to do to that? do it? Um, to be honest, it was mainly just the um, after the last episode, I started thinking about that, and when we were venting and talking about it, it made me rem- rem- like I remembered how I felt last time when I took the break. Yeah. And this time I felt like the anxiety was more. Yeah. So um, so when I did uh, take the break the first two days, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I got through an entire month yeah. last time. I don't see that happening. But by now I'm like, yeah. Ugh, I need that. Can I? It, it, it's good that you're doing that and yeah. that's good for you. But can I just mention something that I'm experiencing? Honestly, the past week, um, I've actually been seeing a bit of, positivity on social media oh, god really? forbid um <laughs> but i mean in the sense in of one moment i leave yeah and uh, but i mean in the sense of like um obviously um uh, at this point of time when this podcast comes out i don't know if that's the same case but uh everyone's kind of you know at home with their family and with their loved ones so everything on social media is kind of like here's recipes to cook at home here's a workout to do yeah. at home and here's um here's what i'm doing spending time at home and it's actually so nice to see like yeah. uh, I- i'm looking at my loved ones and my colleagues and even people that i follow or don't follow and i'm seeing everyone kind of spending time together it's actually really nice to really see nice. and everyone's yeah. giving each other tips like oh if you're at home and you know your kids are yeah. at home and they're doing the e-learning here's some uh, cool educational games that mm. you can give yeah. them and stuff like that so i think it's actually uh, um it's a good thing I, i i enjoyed my week on social media i must say though um because this is not it's not on social media but it's still like on whatsapp groups and everything is i am seeing that same love mm. um and that same like affection and humanity i feel like is coming back in the uh in the sense of On WhatsApp, I have, like, the groups I was saying, we, um, you see, like, people, uh, like, panicking or talking or whatever, and they're, like, the other one's, like, oh, um, it's down. okay, yeah, it's yeah. all right, come over, or something like that. I think that. people and are becoming their own support systems and yeah. support units. Um, one thing that I think is a blessing in disguise is the fact that this never happens where the entire world is basically telling you it's okay to slow down, down. Yeah. yeah literally you know like you always had that book you wanted to read the, the show that you wanted to start the movie you never got to watch yeah. or even the the memories that you take for granted i think that's um that's one of the good i think things that, that came out yeah. of this yeah um i definitely agree like speaking of memories you just brought something to my mind so today uh, i was um Uh, Shahla was getting ready and I uh, was feeding the baby mm. uh, like a snack. And so I gave her uh, blackberries, which uh, everyone knows like stains like crazy. Yeah. And so I was handing them to her so she can feed herself. 
<laughs> She's nine so, months old, by the go, way. Backtracking, sorry to yeah. interrupt you. I started baby led weaning, for those who know what that is. Um, and so eh, she huh? is... <laughs> what? Basically, led, it's... Head, what? Baby led weaning. Okay. Basically, you give the baby um, the... Led. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, imagine. <laughs> I would have believed you. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, he would have probably. But no, you basically give them you the vegetables the and the food. You let the baby lead the weaning off of... Um, uh, feeding from the mom. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you, be, I just you put the food in front of her and she has to pick it up. Okay. And eat it herself. Yeah. Okay. So I usually I give her non-staining vegetables. Yeah. I don't or really. Fruits, yeah. Or yeah, or fruits. I don't give her ba- blackberries out of oh. all of them. And here so, comes Hassan. So, so yeah. So I, literally, she's on her um her what do you call it? her high chair. Um, and I put the berries in front of her and she just grabs them, squeezes them. It drips all over her uh. brand new onesie. <laughs> and then she like smears it all over her face. Like probably 2% of the berries actually <laughs> go in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. And so then uh, Shahla walks, comes into the kitchen and downstairs and I just hear, Hassan, what have you done? <laughs> and the baby is like Literally, covered. Yeah. yeah. She's Covered? I can imagine. I can imagine the look on her face, and she's just like, "Yeah, she oh, she was having the time of her life." Yeah. But uh, bringing it back to my point uh, is, you know, I'm usually at work during the day, so the fact yeah. that I was home um, and able to do that, it was such a nice, simple memory, memory that, that, that we created. Yeah. yeah. No. On my other end of that is, I got that f- like what ten minutes of a break where usually I don't yeah. and I was able to like okay go upstairs I was able to like just wash up pray yeah. and then I come downstairs and I see my child literally covered covered in blackberry juice I mean and I'm like oh but God. you laughed <laughs> oh yeah you okay sure I, I laughed after Would I had be... to clean her up <laughs> and after I had to clean up the high chair and uh-huh. after I had to oh don't get me started well actually going into the topic that I wanted to discuss. Okay. Speaking about the fact that the world is kind of telling us to stop and us taking a break and kind of taking things slow. It's funny because I, as a person, I am, and you know me and you guys know me. I'm very go. I'm on the go. I'm always on the go. I'm up at 6 a.m. I'm at work at 7 a.m. Even on a weekend. I'm up at 6 a.m. I'm at work at 7 a.m. I have a strict gym schedule. I have a strict... I actually pencil in people a week in advance. And so... And that's just how I uh, am structured. And the reason why I'm like this is because running... You know, having a full-time job, but then also having businesses on the side. You For me, I need structure. Otherwise, I won't be able to uh, focus um, and so sometimes what happens is I get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's weird coming from someone who says that, you know, um, I, I work in many different industries and, and alhamdulillah, I'm healthy and, and I have, you know, loved ones around me. But it's funny that sometimes I have, I, I get a moment where I crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm only now taking it for, and I'm only now taking it for, or appreciating more the fact that it's slowed down it's just because when the world is just moving so fast and going and and going at that that beat i follow through yeah and then what happens is i get this crash moment of who am i what did i achieve what am i doing and it's probably just because of a tiny slip up i may have missed a gym appointment i may have missed 
um, a meeting. I may have done a wrong decision at work or uh, in my own businesses. And when I have that slip up, because I'm running on literally a hundred, what happens is I trip and then I don't know how to get back up. And then that affects me going forward. Yeah. Like it actually, and you guys yeah. have seen, I go down the spiral of when it, uh, whether, you know, it's, it's uh, anxiety, whether, you know, you feel like this um, overwhelming uh, emotion of, you know, failure and I'm not yeah. going to do th- yeah. And it's funny because you know, in your rights, like the rational side of you yeah. is like, you you just made a mistake you know yeah. or you were you were running or like it's all gonna be okay it's all gonna be but like but then there's that irrational side where it's like no panic I'm, worry I'm panic worry yeah. and uh, crashing and 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 it's so fu- it's it's literally like i can see both of both sides kind of yeah. trying to find a middle and uh and then it takes me a couple of like a day or two yeah. to get back on my feet but now i'm appreciating the fact that I'm not running and I like it. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm beating, you know, to my own drum and the world, I have nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> we have nowhere to go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing a lot of the things that I always wanted to do before yeah. that I, I didn't get the chance to just because yeah, I wasn't I, letting I'm, myself do it. There is a term for that and they call it burnout. And I don't know if that's exactly the right term for it, but like you, you know, there's a reason there's a term for it. Yeah. It's because we're all moving so fast and sometimes we just get overwhelmed and it ju- we don't take the time to stop and, and to take a break and to take a break. And so uh, dealing with that pr- uh, pressure can sometimes um, be very difficult. And we find ourselves getting overwhelmed, getting f- tired, getting like um, in a rut. Yeah. And it can take us time to get out mm-hmm. of that. Just to walk you through it. And I don't know if anyone out there relates. So this is how it happens, right? So you're having a normal day, um, one of my one of your very regular days. And then, you know, you and you have everything structured in your mind. And then all of a sudden, let's say you go to um you go to uh, you, you're there at a meeting yeah and the person texts you and says oh i'm sorry i can't make it while you're in that meeting you already sat you already mm. went there you already spent all that energy and that focus yeah. and in your mind you were like your, your head was in the game you knew yeah. exactly what you were going to do what you're going to say and the thing is every hour after that you already knew what you were going to do or where you you were going to be so because you that person planned, yeah. yeah so because that person either cancels, cancels or even shows up late disturbs the rhythm of the entire day or throws yeah. me off my groove what then happens subconsciously and i noticed this is i am not myself as in hmm. i feel like okay so i'm not at my best game and then i have this like sabotaging voice inside and i'm like okay so why did they cancel and why couldn't they be there and was it me should i have prevented it was yeah. there a way for me to prevent it should i have you know put an extra half hour just in case there was going to be a, a cancellation um and then it just kind of trickles into okay so what was that meeting anyway important did i need that what am i doing here what yeah. is it supposed to be so it's it's just it's like a, a lot of negative self-talk yeah and negative self-talk yeah. exactly and then you kind of question yourself and by the way it doesn't have to be a meeting it could be anything, uh, anything. I, I noticed that with with you a lot and I mean, I don't, re- it's not that I don't relate to this. I Thanks. Can, <laughs> no, I can understand it, but I don't uh, go through uh, go through this per se. But I know that for you, whenever things don't go accord- exactly according to plan, it really throws you off and it really, I, yeah. and I think, Big I mean, time. actually, I take that back. I do relate to that in the sense of like, 
I think we both have this element of being control freaks. Yeah. Uh, and not in the sense that we feel the need to control people around us. It's yeah. we feel like we want to control our own situations yeah. and our own destinies and stuff. Saleh, going off of what you were just saying um, about uh, self-doubt, um, especially when I moved to Dubai, uh, I found myself... So I w- I've always been around family and, and friends that I've known and grew, and grew up with. Yeah. Um, only when I moved to Dubai did I literally move by myself with no one else. Just for reference, she moved here. You So you moved when, obviously because of marriage. When, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when we got yeah, married. Yeah. I I wasn't living here before, before that. Before, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it was the first time that I ever experienced that. And I found myself having that that same voice that you're talking about in the back of my head. And with every social gathering and with every um, conversation I have with someone new or even someone I've already talked to once or twice. Um, but being in like a new family. In a new family, yeah. I felt... Not that I was ever judged, but I felt like that voice in my head was judging my of own like, self. Do yeah. you belong? That yes, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. How was it? Do you mind if I ask? Like, how was it when you had? Because um, just for the listeners, read reading, <laughs> listening. Um, so you got married, you moved to Dubai, yeah. and you moved in with Hassan, with Hassan. who is living with, with his, his father. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how was that experience for you? It was um, it was quite shock, like not shock. Yeah, it was shocking, but yeah. not in that crazy sense that the word shocking yeah. brings. But like, it was more of me trying to get out of my comfort zone and yeah. trying to, um, you know, adjust. Adjust. Yeah. And funny and, enough, someone did ask yeah. on the comments to talk about how do you, you know, how do you step back in or back out and into your comfort zone into your comfort and zone? how do you deal with that so how did you so it's That's funny actually, that you mentioned it yeah. right now um okay so with me it was i would say i i would go back home after like most gatherings and i would sit there and be like okay but i said this in at this second and i said this and this is the way i said it and i would literally replay that same sentence and that i said yourself? and critique myself and then i i would let's say a few days pass and that same moment will come back and i'm like what am i talking about yeah um, but why would that be like why would you i think it's just my self doubt yeah my own self critique yeah. and um and, and you would, and you're it's so surprising when we have the self doubt no one else is thinking it but us. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, like no one gives it, no one pays it any attention. Like, I remember, especially when you first moved, like everyone was like, oh, Hassan, your wife is so sweet. She's so nice. And in my and head, I was thinking, oh my God, they're th- going to think I'm a freak and I'm going to, they're going to think <laughs> I'm just like a loner because I, like, I would be very like, shy. A lot of family members were Which like, is normal, oh by the way, when you just move into a new country, new family, new but everything. See, I, being younger and being inexperienced in that, I never knew that that's normal. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that my own thoughts, and I would literally, I'd wait for him to go to work, and then I would just sit there and be like, and I remember at the time I was studying, yeah. and I would I would be like, okay, I'm going to go into university. Again, another new platform that yeah. I, yeah. nobody knows me. And and some, at sometimes I'm just like, okay, I just, I have to push myself out there because... You were, have, you were kind of forced into situations, or not forced, but like pushed into situations where you were like having to introduce yourself again and again, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. And with that, um, so a lot of people know that, or no, sorry, not a lot of people know, 
um, that I moved to Iraq yeah. also for two years. When I moved there, I was in high school, and I remember at the time, I didn't have, I didn't make any friends for like a good three months. You mm-hmm. guys don't know this. Mm-hmm. And I would literally sit at lunch alone, be that little loner kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but then slowly, I, I taught myself to push myself out of my boundaries and and to put myself out there and and to talk and say hi how are you and to sit down with other people that I've never met or never had a conversation with and then I think when I came here that was even a bigger step in that same situation but can I say honestly Ernie knowing you for this many years and also knowing a lot of people that have met you yeah um Yes, I remember the Shahla that started off. Sorry, I just want to ask you, what was your first impression of me? Definitely. Um, so, uh, you, as you guys remember me and Hassan literally grew up. So I was just like examining and I was just like, hmm. So here she is taking my best friend away. <laughs> there goes all our nights when we're playing on our laptops and, you know, uh, World of Warcraft. No, it didn't end. We carried it. Poor thing <laughs> yeah. now watches us play <laughs> video games. But, um, but so I, I think I remember first meeting you and I thought to myself, okay, she's very reserved in a way. Uh, she You kept to yourself. Yeah. And then I think it wasn't until, I, I think it just happened gradually where yeah. it just kind of, you came out of your shell. Yeah. Or um, not really, I don't want to even call it came out of your shell. You just revealed, you stepped out of your comfort zone. You kind of just I showed your, who you were. That's the thing with me is once I'm comfortable with you, then I'll slowly start showing you yeah, like, I don't think it, I think she got more comfortable actually. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, by um, allowing herself to to be her, to be herself. Yeah. But do you and think? I, I mean, do you think that coming out of your comfort zone in a lot of ways kind of I don't know ends on a good note or not so much? I'd say for the most part. For yes. the most, yeah, I agree. For the most for yourself. part, yeah. Mm. Um, I've like even this as a podcast. Never in my wildest dream would I have thought hey i'm gonna actually especially looking back to my own thoughts and my own critique again going back to that that topic i would always the biggest thing for me was um my voice yeah and because you guys know this about me whenever i'm like super shy or i'm super scared i go like in that little raspy voice um so when so the idea that i'm sitting here and doing a podcast even this is also a big step out, out of, of my comfort zone. Yeah. I and think with that, I think we're all... <laughs> this is definitely out of all And like of even when the zone. first... When the episode aired, I remember... Like, I remember as if it's like years ago. No. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah. Back in... I was like... Um, I, I was trying not to get too excited and I was trying not to get too invested in the idea of doing yeah. a podcast because I'm like, people are going to critique me. Yeah. People are going to say, oh, look at her voice or oh, she said then this. look at you now. Yes. Um, something that I wanted to mention about stepping outside your comfort zone for me, besides the fact that you know I've never done a a podcast, but um, it's it's funny I'm gonna say this, but I am actually more reserved than people think. I am very available on social media, but I definitely don't reveal all on social media. Yeah. If that makes sense. There's literally a, a complete side of my life that. I keep to myself, uh, especially when it comes to my loved ones, because I feel like that's something that's very personal. Yeah. yeah, and and it's healthy. I don't think 
There should be a line. Yeah, we yeah. shouldn't yeah. share everything on social media. And I think, and I think for me, stepping out of my comfort zone would be being more more vulnerable or sharing mm-hmm. more. So definitely, this podcast was kind of like how yeah. we kind of overcame that. Now all yeah. that's left is getting Shahla to ride roller coasters with us because she <laughs> never dies. She refuses. <laughs> never. But I I just want to touch on something that you said, Shahla, that um, that actually triggered uh, something in my head. You, if you think about it, so when you were a kid, you mm-hmm. moved to uh, Canada, from Iraq to Canada. I was two years old. Yeah. yeah. So, and then um, from there, uh, many years later, you moved back to Iraq. And then even within Iraq, you moved cities. Yeah. And then from there, you moved to Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. So if you think about it, you've had to kind of adapt and adjust and introduce yourself and make new friends and get into a new environment over yeah. and over again yeah so it's n- it's not n- not to go too deep and not to psychoanalyze <laughs> you but it just like it made me think like it's no wonder that you have this uh, self-doubt and this you know questioning yourself is because you've had to do it so many so many uh, times, so many times. Uh, but i think I mean, I've seen you grow through through the years that I've known you and through our marriage. So I, especially the past two years, I'd say you've really like come into your own. Um, so I think if anything, it's it's shaped you to who you are and yeah. it's helped you uh, help uh, form Definitely. you as a person. I think I agree with that is I, um, I wasn't always, see, going again, going back, to what you were just saying about going from country to country. Yeah. Um, looking back at it now, you're right. I was. I think that's where the voice in my head comes from is because in Canada, of course, you're not taking another full Canadian because, hey, again, I... You're Middle Eastern. I'm, exactly, yeah. I'm Middle Eastern in Canada. And then coming to Iraq, I remember it was more or less... Oh, you're, you're not fully Iraqi, yeah, you're you know? you're an outsider. Oh, you yeah. grew Speak, up in or Canada. Or you're westernized. Speaking yeah. of... Mm-hmm. One of the biggest frustrations and pet peeves I have, mm-hmm. and I think we all share, is when someone comes up to you and says, but you are Arab, why are you not speaking Arabic? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yes. I hear, I, I, can, actually, I can feel the eye rolls of all the listeners no, out it's, there. It's <laughs> actually very uh, poignant that you bring this up. This is exactly the topic that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, actually, um, if you guys follow, the, uh, there's um, uh, a blogger, I think, uh, or yeah. uh, like a fashion blogger her Ooh. name is uh, Asia yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's uh, I think Kuwaiti American yes. I'm not too familiar uh, no I think um, she's Kuwaiti yeah. oh uh, well I'm not any, sure I'm, I'm not sure but anyways <laughs> I usually you guys can know this know. information but I I don't have anyway, my Instagram she, on she's me. pretty cool I uh, I think I'm pretty sure I follow her on Instagram and this is how I saw this video she was doing a, uh, an interview or like a she was having a conversation with uh, another Arab Uh, fashion blogger okay and they were talking about how they uh you know english is technically their first language because they're more comfortable expressing expressing themselves in english and they get a lot of criticism uh, for speaking uh, english and not arabic and i think for me um i so i grew up and i learned english before i learned arabic and i think that was just a symptom of the times you know um I remember being the pretty much in in school, one of the few that spoke English uh, well, uh, and 
could you know carry a conversation fully in English. Mm. As a result, of course, my Arabic suffered, and to this day, my Arabic is not as good as my my English. And even when I I, I think in both languages for sure, but definitely my go-to is in when it comes to conversing is English. And the, yeah. f- the reason for that is is not because I'm not proud of being an Arab or uh, I'm I don't like uh, the Arabic language. I think it's because society really and I I don't see this in any other culture. But when you make a mistake speaking Arabic, you are made fun of so hard <laughs> that it really puts you off from trying. Because yeah. I'm scared to say something because then I'm gonna sound stupid or you know um it's gonna. Come off, or they'll t- know that you're, my you're, Arabic is not you're strong. You're judged if you do, and you're judged if yeah. you exactly. And I know we're probably going to hear about this uh, in the comments because everyone has an opinion uh, about yeah. this. It's not. Uh, it's not I about. It's not about the opinions. It's. It's. You know. You can have your fair opinions, and it's fine. You. You. Whether you agree, whether you don't, it's not about the pride. Um, so, for example, for myself. I like Hassan. When I grew up, I was I'm the eldest of four boys, so I was um, told, you know, um, to go to a specific kindergarten, nursery, school, high school, college, and the primary language in most of these places were English, and that's how I conversed because we had we came from an international body. I had people that were Australian in my yeah. class. I had people from all over the world, uh, Italian, and and then obviously going to university in the UK, that was yeah. the same thing. So I got very comfortable with the English, and yes, my Arabic did suffer. Um, I was very. Uh, worried when I came back to the country at uh, when I was 21 and I took my first job uh, I was very worried about the Arabic barrier but then alhamdulillah I I was becoming self-taught because I was hanging around other people that were from here and uh, and through conversing I was you know comfortable um, uh, comfortable with Arabic but mm-hmm. I do make mistakes but the reason that it hindered me was mainly because um, when people would point out when the people mistakes. would point out and not just no it's not a it's not just pointing out. It's like, you know, literally the kid at the playground that yeah. they just like point and yeah. laugh. And that's the discouraging thing, which I feel like it defies the purpose. You want, you don't want someone to, um, to obviously put you down when you know you're becoming, you're, you're being vulnerable. I didn't have the same, um, upbringing as many other people did around, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. know, around this region. Um, mine was different. Yours was different. Everyone else was different. So, I, uh, that's something that I wanted to point out. And another thing, I don't like it when they say it's a pride thing about why yeah, you're not pride, it's proud not, about yeah, it. Yeah, because, and also if you think about it, at the time, I feel like there was a lot of emphasis on learning English yeah. because they wanted the, uh, the Arabs to, you know, uh, integrate with Western society, especially in, in Dubai where you have so many ex- expats yeah. and foreigners. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important uh, to be able to speak the same language. Yeah. yeah. And it's obviously much easier for us <laughs> to learn English than it is for uh, other yeah. people to learn Arabic. There was just an influx of Western yeah. culture that came in at the time that we were yeah. growing up. And so that was the main cause. But then um, for me, um, I am stubborn. So when, so when yeah. people... You know, the first thing that they do is when they see you and I'm I am proud. I'm a proud Arab. I'm a proud Emirati. And I uh, and I love, um, you know, everything it is that uh, that comes with being an Emirati and being an Arab. But the one thing that I wish I could change is the idea of feeling guilty based on a language. Like literally Mm. it is a language. It doesn't make me any less 
of a person than yeah. anyone yeah. else. Um, I do my um, I do my religious duties. I do yeah. I do uh, I do what is uh, yeah, wajib. Um, um, what is um, what is wajib and uh, like um, <laughs> what's expected of what you is expected or, um, your duties. Your, my, yeah. Okay. So I do my duties. You know. Um, and I um, and just that aspect of always having to mention that and bring people down yeah. based on just because of a language and and, and telling you you're not good enough. It, yeah. yeah. It's like I can't I didn't choose to be better in one language uh, than, than another. The other. And when people are going to say why don't we try? Tara, we do try. Uh, by the way, it's not that we don't speak. We can speak and, and we, we have do. spoken and we do yeah, speak in Arabic. Each other. But the reason why the podcast coming back to it is in English is because we want to reach the entire world. We want to connect with people in the entire world. And yeah. I'm sorry to say this to birth someone's bubble out there, mm-hmm. but the way to do that now is English. Yeah. Don't worry. We are learning Mandarin at the same time <laughs> because probably in five to 10 years, we're going to have to do a podcast in Mandarin. <laughs> but um, but no, on, on that note, guys, because growing up in Canada, I also dealt with that, I feel, yeah. is always, I remember growing up, is the rule was inside the house, you talk Arabic. Outside the house, you talk English. Yeah. And so that way it, there was a nice balance. Yeah. And um, and then coming here, I actually have to say is that, or coming to this region, I dealt with, um, oh, your Arabic is not good enough. I'm like, but it's good enough for me. Yeah. Like I know Arabic enough. But then like if I use some terms that aren't used as often or if I use a term that, I don't know, I picked up in Canada instead or sometimes when I'm saying like an entire sentence, I'll change one word. I don't know. I I know I do it. I don't know if you do it. Hasn't does it a lot. Mm. But um, but yeah, when I change like a term or something, I get judged on that. And then I'm like, but again, it's. It's me talking and me trying. And then, so if I try, I'm going to be judged. But if I don't try, I'm also going to be judged. So I think this is a lot um, of people can relate to the subject because, again, it's, It's not only in this region, I feel like. It's even when with for Arabs or Middle Easterns that are in the sub, uh, that talk Arabic. I feel to to tie up actually this actually ties up all the topics that we were discussing about today because yeah. if you think about it it is that um that expectations of people of people around and in, in especially in society yeah. that expect you to for example the topic that I was discussing about always running on a hundred yeah. it's because I feel like that's what I'm expected to do as the yeah. eldest yeah. son and I have to run at a hundred otherwise I am considered a failure um, for you for for yourself for example having that uh, like a um, uh, self-doubt and uh, whether yeah. you're in the social gathering in, yeah. is basically the, of the fear of being judged and then Hassan mentioning of course the Arabic barrier All of these are basically what we're trying to say is you're you're judged if you do, you're judged Judged if if you you don't. don't. And it's the reason why a lot of people don't come out of their comfort zones, which, by the way, I have to say is not everywhere. You know, when I went and studied in the United Mm. Kingdom, no one asked me if I was the eldest. No one even asked me what my family name was. Nobody asked me what my earnings were. They just met me as who I was. They took you Mm. for who you were. Exactly. So I just think that a little takeaway I would say is that I just wish that you know, people who are more understanding understanding and supportive that it's not, the world isn't in black and white. Yeah. And I think yeah. maybe with social media and maybe the fact that we're getting more uh, exposed to 
worldwide voices yeah. Yeah. that we're we're distancing ourselves from that. But I really would it would be sad to know that the next generation grows up in a place where they're um, going, you know, f- with a fear of being judged, of being, of being, of being themselves. Yeah, you know? I hope not. I hope uh, that people will see more and more that um, the way to get someone to see your point of view or to uh, improve uh, is not through negative uh, criticism, but through positive reinforcement. Yeah. And I think it's really up to us and our generation, especially those who have um, felt that uh, others have treated them unfairly or misjudged them, to go forward and uh, not repeat the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. to be more open-minded and understanding mm-hmm. of others and to, you know, just uh, be kind. Yeah. I think people... Um, uh, there's a saying that uh, I read once and they said, oh, I wonder when they will stop judging us, but yeah. we have become they. We are the society. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so our, yeah. it's our responsibility yeah. to kind of change it for the next generation. So I just hope people wake up. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think, guys, we're going to wrap up now. Um, thank you for tuning in. And, uh, and let us know what you guys think about this uh, episode. And don't forget that you can always interact with us either by email at um, letsallscream.podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, that's at letsallscream. And we also have a Facebook page if you're on Facebook. So stay tuned, um, specifically on our Instagram, where we're going to ask you a few questions about what topics you'd like to discuss and some ways that we can connect and suggestions about what we could um do better or if you guys have any uh insider tips that you can share with us about the podcast world or yeah we definitely want this to be a two-way conversation yeah Yeah. so So let us know what you guys think exactly so thank you again for listening in and uh, we hope to see you next week take care Bye. bye